This is an Algoa FM news exclusive. In today's episode, I will be looking into the darker side of Vicky and highlight some contradictions I've picked up during my research of this case. But I first have to unpack the documentary that aired on VIA on DSTV channel 147. I mentioned in an earlier episode that I was flown up to Johannesburg to take part in the program about Vicky. And when the production team finally shared the trailer of the episode with me, I was floored to see that Arnold de Blanche granted them an interview. And I had to wait for the program to air because I had no idea what he was going to say. And ironically, it was relevant to what I wanted to discuss today. Now, usually people accused of such serious crimes are instructed to keep quiet because everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. So we would have to wait and see if this interview he granted to Heisgenoot Ware Levensdrama, Vlees and Blut, will help his case or destroy it. Now, from day one, the state said that Vicky never used drugs and that Arnold just wanted Leach to get her to use drugs so that she could look like an unfit mother to get sole custody of their child. Later, when Arnold was slapped with more charges, the investigating officer had to concede that Vicky was in fact using drugs, most notably when she became involved with Leach. But a source has told me that Vicky had been using drugs for years, cocaine in particular, and it was allegedly sometimes purchased for her by Arnold. This source told me that Vicky would never do drugs in front of her child, but when she knew she could party and let her hair down, she would, and she was always the life of the party. And listen, even if she did a line of coke here and there, that does not make her a bad person, and it certainly is no reason to kill her. So I can understand that there needs to be this narrative to put her in a good light, but she was a good person. Arnold, however, told the Heesgenootware Levensdrama Vlees and Blut that Vicky had a codeine addiction and took about 20 to 30 tablets a day. Now, codeine can be purchased over the counter, and the most popular codeine-containing pill you probably would know is Adgadol. He also said Vicky had a problem with alcohol. He never once mentioned the word cocaine. He explained the reason on the program also for why he wanted sole custody of their child, stating that during their 15-year marriage, she would often just leave with some person she was having a fling with, leaving him alone with their child. Now, according to the state, Vicky had to undergo four drug tests when the divorce proceedings were filed, and all four were negative. Now, this is evidence the state would have to bring to court to be tested. But... If Vicky was always using drugs, it would make sense that Arnold would want drug tests to be conducted. And if these were urine tests, we all know how easy it is to get someone else's urine. I'm just being the devil's advocate here. He said in the documentary that his child did have a bond with Leach, probably because he was a teacher, but that Leach allowed his boy to smoke cigarettes 
when he allegedly had asthma. Now, when I wrote my feature article on Vicky, which I narrated in episode four of this podcast, Sources told me that when Vicky was kicked out of her mill park home, she had no furniture and that she asked Arnold for some of the stuff that belonged to her parents, which he then dumped on the sidewalk when she was not even there. Arnold said he only later gave Vicky her late parents' furniture, but kitted her house out with some stuff, including new curtains. And this was something that a source corroborated with me. The source, close to Vicky said that Arnold instructed his son-in-law, Ruan, and some of his workers to get a bed for Vicky and her son, including her mother's furniture, a fridge, uh, two TV sets, a deep fridge, and, and the curtains, which they were instructed to hang up for her. So Vicky only had to grab her clothes. So why would Vicky then say to her friends that he dumped the furniture on the sidewalk? All I can say about this is that she's not here to defend herself. And let's not forget that a very messy divorce was now in play. And what scorned woman will say anything nice about a man she's wanting to divorce? Arnold himself said in the documentary that at this time they were no longer friends, no longer loved each other and no longer talking to each other since he got a restraining order against her. He said he had no choice because... She barged into his mill park home on more than one occasion under the influence of alcohol, threatening him with a knife while their child was present. There are even more contradictions regarding Vicky's claims to have been pregnant with Leach's child. I spoke to three sources about this and got two different stories. The first time I heard about the pregnancy story was when I wrote my feature article about Vicky and it was her cousin Leone who spoke to me at the time on record. Here is a snippet of our conversation recorded last year. I know she was pregnant for me because she phoned me. She said to me, Leone, I'm pregnant with Lita's child. And I said, how do you feel about that? She said, I'm happy. I'm very happy. I said, and how does he feel? And she said, no, she's okay with it. So did she lose the so, baby or did she abort the child eventually? No, what happened? She said, no, she said to me she lost the baby. It was in the first trimester, yeah. And because um, I spoke to the one, I said, how's the pregnancy going? She said to me, you won't believe it, but I've lost the baby. Do you think it was the truth? Do you think it, she really was pregnant? Sorry to be so blunt, but... Um, I don't think I don't think Vicky would lie to me about that differently. Okay. Yeah, I think she was, yeah. She would have played complete open cards with me. A second source told me exactly the same story, that Vicky said she was pregnant with Leach's child, roughly about six weeks before her murder. But when I spoke to a third source, who was also very close to Vicky, I was informed that she was never pregnant and that the doctor blamed her hormones for a false positive. 
So in my mind, there are a few scenarios. One, that she might have skipped her period and thought and hoped that she was pregnant and took a pregnancy test that confirmed it, only to have been dismissed by a medical doctor. Two, she was so disappointed in her false positive that she stuck with her story of losing the baby. So I'm not making Vicky out to be a liar here. I just want to put that, make that very clear. I'm just putting myself in her situation. Although she seemed happy about the alleged pregnancy, it was not exactly the best time to be pregnant. She was still legally married, busy with a messy divorce, and in a new relationship with someone she's only known for a few months. So it is entirely possible that she had an abortion. Now, in the documentary, Arnold said that Vicky had had an abortion, although he did not specify when or whose child it was. And this was interesting to me because when Leonie, Vicky's cousin, received strange messages from a phone link to St. Albans, the words cash abortions were mentioned. And even if this is true, I'm not sure if this would be something the state would bring up in the trial because, quite frankly, it has nothing to do with her murder. I get the idea that when Vicky was with her friends, she was one version of herself. When she was with Arnold, another. With Leach, completely different. The only consistency I could pick up from all people I spoke to was that she was a good mother who would have done absolutely anything for her child. We all have different layers of ourselves, right? I'm not the same person at work that I am at home in front of my in-laws, for example. If that makes sense. It is important to understand that during the trial, we will hear things about Vicky that might shock us, and this will obviously be used by the defense to their advantage. We all have skeletons in our closet, and trust me, it will come out and it will be dirty. We now also know about Vicky's suicide attempt in November of 2020. The state also makes mention of this, and so does Arnold in the documentary. It's also something I discussed with Vicky's cousin Leonie at the time of our first and only interview. Is it true that, that Vicky also tried to commit suicide during her marriage yeah. to Arnold? Yes, yeah, she did because I was there. Okay. Um, it happened in Port Elizabeth. Vicky, psychologist, she asked me to keep a medication, so I used to release Vicky's medication for her. So, yeah, I went and I fetched her at the hospital and uh, I took care of her for some time, yeah. How did she try to commit suicide? Pulls or...? Yeah, she uh, tried to overdose. And it was, I'm going to be honest with you, I mean, Vicky and I was so close and uh, she just couldn't handle the crap with Arnold. She just couldn't. And at that time, she also found it out that he was in a relationship with Crystal. Now, according to Arnold, on this day when Vicky tried to commit suicide, he was on his way to a hunting trip when his domestic worker called him to tell him that Vicky was lying on the floor. He said a psychiatrist later phoned him to ask if they should commit Vicky. And he said yes. But five days later, he says she walked out of their marriage for good. He said to this day, he doesn't know what Vicky took because he wanted a blood test to confirm what was in her system. But without a signature, he couldn't get this information. But I've confirmed with two sources that this was not Vicky's only suicide attempt and that the first one was in fact as far back as 2015 and escalated over a three-day period. She first took an overdose of pills with alcohol and her stomach had to be pumped at hospital. Two days later, she drank insecticide 
which landed her in ICU for two days. So I was curious as to why Arnold did not mention the first suicide attempt. And we know from my feature with Vicky that her mother also took her own life, a mere two weeks after Vicky's father died. And by the way, Arnold did not have the nicest things to say about Vicky's parents in the documentary, although he became very emotional when he mentioned his mother-in-law's suicide. If you struggle with depression and suicidal thoughts, please get in touch with the Suicide Crisis Line. It's toll-free on 0800-567-567 and it's open 24 hours. Just make a call. Just have a conversation. So please catch up on the documentary on VR Channel 147. That'll also be available on Showmax to download. Vicky's story is the final two episodes of the current season of Heisgenoot, Ware Levensdrama, Vlees and Bloed. You do not want to miss out on my next episode as I will have an exclusive interview with one of Arnold's legal representatives, Alvin Gribeneau. That, that was an Algoa FM news exclusive.